You're listening to What the FMCG, a podcast series from Field Assist, featuring conversations with eminent industry leaders of great brands in the CPG industry. Hi everyone. Welcome to the second episode of What the FMCG. Today we are talking about how a global food brand is cracking retail sales using out of the box gtm strategies in india and for that i am joined by my friend sanjeev shrivastava who is a sales director for bell group india that's a 3.3 billion dollar dairy mnc from france which is trending confidently in the indian market and sanjeev is a veteran with 30 years of experience in this space previously has worked with amul godrej harshi and for the last 3 years sanjeev has been the sales director for bell group in india where his complete focus is on growing a new category of a cheese brand the laughing cow across the country welcome sanjeev to the fearless podcast thank you param thank you for having me on your show so let me ask you this you have spent a long time in the industry half of which is in the dairy business you have seen what works what does not work in india for example international mnc's they are dairy giants in other parts of the world failed when they launched in india why do you think that happened and what is that bell group doing differently to get this strategy right in the indian market so param let's uh, face it you know india is not a homogeneous market you have many segments you know within a small geography be it a state or a city i believe it boils down you know to knowing what your customer truly wants and how you go about addressing the same now when you look at it from a dairy context india is a very large market however when it comes to the cheese category while it's a growing category it's still at a very very nascent stage If you look at the all India household penetration for cheese it's less than 5% and today consumers are not aware what it is or how to use it and this despite the fact that the category has been in existence for decades within the country now when you look at it from a context of bell we came into the country around end 2018 knowing very well these facts and uh, we came in with the objective of playing a key role in the development and growth of this category in india See in India Amul and Britannia were already huge Sanjeev so when the laughing cow brand was launched as i understand your brand retails at a 50 to 60% higher price range than others so how have you been able to differentiate your product and develop a brand positioning uh, with such tough competition so param you you absolutely right you know today if you look at the cheese market the top two players have a majority share of the market the other fact also is that there are as many as six national and regional players brands in this particular category and when you look at it more at a regional or city specific level there'll be a whole host of niche players you know so yes while the category is small but growing uh, like i said earlier it's a very very competitive one we're definitely at a premium to the market leader maybe not by about the 50 to 60% which you talk about but about 20 to 30% but when it comes to the number two player in the category we are priced more or less at par with them now over here it's important to share that the laughing cow cheese is the world's leading cheese brand with a legacy of more than 100 years with iconic products that are loved by millions of consumers and across countries today if you see or maybe just let's look at this context scenario prior to our entry all the players in the cheese category i mean the iconic brands you know all of us have kind of grown up with these brands they have a huge legacy within the country and if you also observe the market prior to a launch most of the players have been focused on offering more or less similar products you know in india 
we've been used to having multiple formats in cheese, like you know, you consume it at home, blocks, cubes, and slices. There hasn't been too much of a differentiation that consumers have seen or tasted, even if they wanted to, you know. When you look at the laughing cow today, it's made from cow's milk and is the only cheese in India that is a source of five essential nutrients, you know, like calcium, vitamin D, vitamin A, B12, and protein. So when we launched in India, I don't know whether you're aware about this, but last year in March 2021, we introduced a unique creamy cheese priced at rupees 10 in a sachet packaging, revolutionizing the market, if I may put it that way. Now, for a category in a nascent say like cheese, a high entry price point acts as a deterrent to adoption. By taking the entry price point to rupees 10, what we've allowed consumers to do is to access the category. Now, once they try the product and we're confident that they like the product, which we have to offer to them, the hesitancy towards the adoption of the category drops. This is this is very interesting, uh, Sanjeev. In fact, quite innovative. Uh, and you are absolutely right. It is nothing heard before, nothing seen before. They're not, uh, you know, such a low price. Uh, there's hardly an entry barrier now for people to come over and change their habits. This, this is great. So uh, reaching consumers, talking to consumers is definitely a marketing strategy. But the whole supply chain in India, you understand with your years of or decades of experience. So can you take us through some of those initiatives in the, you know, with retailers or supply chain, which is responsible to uh, make sure that your products are available at the stocks are available at the outlets, right outlets, right channels. So Param, uh, you rightly said, you know, the product is one which operates in the cold chain space. Okay. And if we are to give the end consumer a truly world-class experience, we need to ensure that these products are stored transported, retailed in the cold chain environment. So a lot of our effort, if you look at it, goes towards educating our distributor partners, our retailers, our customers, you know, that the product needs to be kept in that cold chain environment. Now, when you kind of come into uh, the actual activation, we've been doing a lot of unique things. One is that to ensure that the product is uh, benefits are articulated in a proper way, we have what we call the TLC champions. In your parlance, you would call it maybe the promoters. And they have a unique way of presentation, the way they go about dressing themselves, the presentation, the approach. All the effort is kind of to ensure that the consumers are educated and we sample out the product, you know. And I think that's a key for any food brand that uh, till you do not taste a particular food product, how do you realize as a customer or a consumer that it is different or unique from what the others Mm -hmm. have? So we do that a lot. Uh, Plus what we've done, you know, the Laughing Cow, as the name suggests, we have a very endearing mascot, which kind of moves around within the store, interacts with the uh, shoppers over there, their children. And I think over these last uh, two, three years, what has happened is that people have come to realize what the Laughing Cow is. They love the mascot. I mean, if you see Param, the children kind of interacting with this mascot, it is amazing. Plus what we've also been doing is that uh, we've been kind of heavily leveraging the whole presence across modern trade and e-commerce in a couple of ways. And this all flows into the fact that you have to sample your product, make consumers try it out, potential consumers try it out. Other than that, what you would have seen, you know, one of the things which you talked about was Kitsania, the cheese factory. It's uh, India's first kids cheese factory, you know, where they can role play as cheese makers and discover the uniqueness of the laughing cow cheese. And on completing the role play, the children become the laughing cow certified cheese makers. So visitors over there have an opportunity to meet our iconic mascot. They engage, they dance, and they get their photos clicked. So that's something which is completely unique, which has started off in Mumbai. 
we've also kind of partnered with Hamleys, a large retail chain which uh, sells out toys. So these are a couple of live interactions which happen. I must say, these are not just the few initiators, there are quite a lot of them. Tell me one more thing, Sanjeev. Let's say uh, your strategy for building relationships with the retailers. Now, there's a modern trade you mentioned about. What about the Kirana retail? How are you seeing uh, Kirana retail stocking your products? And that's a different, uh, you know, uh, you honor altogether. And uh, what, what's your strategy for that general trade, which is still very, very dominant in India? So, uh, Param, I mean, if you just take a step back, if you look at this particular category today, like I said, it's still small in a nascent mm-hmm. stage. And it's uh, it works more on the principle of weighted distribution. You know, the larger stores obviously contributing to a larger chunk of the category. So it typically lends itself more to the modern trade format, you know, what we call the standalone modern trade formats, these self-service stores. But you're right, you know, today what's happening within the country is that the grocery Kirana stores, they have also been kind of changing their assortment and adapting to the needs of the customers over there in their locality. So you have a lot of uh, cold chain products coming in and cheese is one of them. Today, retailers over here have started stocking them. They may not have the entire portfolio. They will have some portion of the category and that's where we kind of, you know, start off with. Okay. So what we do is that uh, we typically engage with these uh, grocery Kirana stores in two ways. One is to kind of continue with this whole source of familiarity that shoppers may have at these uh, stores. Yes, they've been buying their block cubes and slices. So we try to partake in that in those subcategories. The second way which uh, what we've done is to kind of showcase our unique products. You know, like I told you, the 10 rupee sachet, the round box, which are completely unique and uh, very differentiated. And what we've seen, uh, Param, is that even a small Kirana store, you know, typically when you show him these kind of differentiated products, he takes to it immediately. He finds that very interesting. He realizes the benefit that this particular SQ, you know, could get to his uh, shoppers and he takes it. Uh, initially, we we had this hesitancy wondering whether, you know, such kind of differentiated SQs, would they kind of find favor in these uh, retail points? So we've been going about it, uh, kind of expanding our distribution, ensuring that we are more points of sale and Kiranas, like you said, you know, there are definitely too many of them. The more that you can reach out to in a sustainable way, the better it is for the brand. You know, the brand can make the product more accessible to the end consumer. So that's been our effort. And uh, so far, it's been going great, uh, Param. Okay, interesting. And I know, uh, Sanjeev, that uh, you are a very hands-on guy, on the field person. So do you recall any incident or any anecdote that comes to mind regarding a retailer or distributor when you were let's say when you think back on the challenges you were you you faced in building the retail presence for your brand in india uh, so you know typically when you go in with a new brand mm-hmm. and here particularly where we were building right from the ground up right from scratch what did happen was that the larger retailers were obviously aware about the brand they had heard about it uh, and i'm pretty sure a lot of these retailers would have traveled abroad also they would have seen the brand there so there was some amount of brand recall recognition at the, these stores. But the moment you move down, you know, below the top 5%, it was typically a question of uh, why do I need you? One again had to take the route of kind of explaining to them what we were actually wanting to do, you know, which is to grow the category, grow the business for the retailer and help him become more profitable. So all of these efforts, you know, take time. You 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 just cannot kind of, you know, convey all of this in your first visit and it requires a lot of sustained regular visits because you need to convey what you bring to them and that that did take a little bit of time this typically a lot of push and pull uh, param on the retail side i also just want to recount uh, 
we were trying to start off a new city last year and uh, we didn't have a sales team in the city so in a way i had to kind of interact and get on board the first uh, distributor if i may put it that way and despite the fact that whatever success we had achieved in our first two cities the people over here the distributor fraternity was not you know kind of too uh, uh, they were they kind of still kind of took you on with a little amount of skepticism disbelief and it did require a lot of discussions with all of these people i did lay out a business plan over there saying that okay this is the kind of business you know which we will achieve in about 12 months of time you won't believe it uh, param we achieved business objective which we had set out jointly with the first distributor in 8 months and within the next 4 months we were actually 2x of the volumes of business that we had promised to that particular distributor and today i know with while we have a team now on board in the city uh, the distributor constantly comes back and says that uh, you guys have done fantastically well mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. uh, i want to kind of help you all grow this business even further so it's not been an easy journey but i think uh, what's helped is the faith that all of these business partners who associated with us and helped us with uh, that's helping the brand take it even further and much faster i would say i was actually coming on to this uh, thing now you know you being a sales director what are the some of the things you do to have a very strong sales culture so your team is motivated and pumped yes so uh, param i think uh, and this flows in from uh, my previous experience also what i'm about to tell you i mean we made a lot of advances in the field of sales also today's generation of uh, i would put it salesmen and sales managers are extremely knowledgeable and smart okay and uh, they may even know more than you on certain topics okay so the fact is that you have to kind of you know respect them for what they know secondly when you're trying to build up a culture param i think it's very important to kind of communicate well so you need to get them on the same platform as you they need to truly believe in what you are saying and it has to make sense to them okay you cannot you know like i said say something end up doing something it doesn't create that trust factor uh, the other thing which i have seen and and uh, this uh, goes across organizations not only for what we've been doing over here you need to kind of show people the possibilities okay the possibilities in terms of what you are wanting to kind of achieve and once you've done this param i think you need to trust their capabilities you need to step aside give them the freedom so that they can try out these different possibilities now what's going to happen over here definitely is that you know they're going to be misses they're going to be failures in the past what i've seen is that once you fail people would typically you know come down heavily on you but today's generation you need to be supportive you need to understand that yes you give them the freedom to try out new things now how do you kind of ensure that if they fail you do not take it too badly you st- instead move this into a process where you learn something and make sure that you, it doesn't get repeated so i think this whole ability to try out something fail and fail fast but learn from that is very very important what i'm hearing is uh, from you sanjeev you know it's a kind of a your 3e mantra i could figure it out right away it's like educating empowering and engaging you know and that's what uh, you are doing and your team is doing so let's talk about the bill groups uh, you know future growth plans for india what goals have you set for yourself for the next uh, say 3 years is there something you can share uh, see parm what's been happening in india for us is that we initially launched in two cities in mumbai and bangalore we have been there perfecting a lot of strategies beat on the route to market side or even on the marketing side being very clear about what works and what doesn't work and uh, it was only after a few years of being in these two cities that we continued with our expansion today we are there in another four cities which is delhi ncr pune hyderabad and chennai and you know the market as well as i do 
there are a lot of cities with a lot of potential so i think one of the biggest things will be that how can we accelerate our ability to kind of become more accessible to consumers across the country and over a period of time we'd like to kind of take a brand into more cities across the country i think that's going to be one of the important things the second piece obviously is that uh, where you talked about you know so beautifully about the three e's i think it's going to continue to be a situation where we engage with them and we try to educate them on the benefits of the category cheese as a product and that thereafter on the laughing cow so yes we're definitely trying to you know kind of uh, grow the category and if i may say so hopefully try to take a larger share of this uh, expanded category so that's the ambition uh, param and uh, i hope uh, we, we we are successful in that no i'm i'm very sure you will be uh, sanjeev and before we end you know there's one last question i want to ask what according to you could be those three things that uh, companies in consumer goods space must keep in mind when launching their retail sales in india so param i think the first thing which i would kind of say and this is a mistake which i have also done in my previous assignments okay we tend to think uh, that the country is a homogeneous market you know so when we typically go about creating the route to market or launching brands we think that what we've done in one particular market will work in the other particular market a big learning has been that it's a heterogeneous market and mm-hmm. it's highly possible that within a same locality you know within the same city you could have one store which is completely different from the neighboring store question is how are you going to address the needs of this heterogeneous market you have to kind of keep that aspect in mind okay i think from this comes out the second point that you need to focus on what you believe to be a most addressable market where they shop and scale up there first before even you know you try to attempt to go everywhere what we tend to do is do everything at the same time we lose that focus and once you lose that focus you realize you become you know kind of weak in places so i would advise that figure this out and focus on the addressable market which you possibly believe to be having the most highest potential and above all uh, param nothing is going to be possible till you kind of have the right people and technology okay as there'll be a key determinant to your success or failure so these are three things which i would probably lay out and which i feel are very important when you kind of start off addressing a particular market really great insights uh, you just made uh, sanjeev and very happy to hear that thank you thank you so much sanjeev and we are very proud to be a partner to a great bank like the bell group and i wish you and the team a very best and thank you again for giving us your time today i really enjoyed interacting with you i learned so many things thank you param my pleasure also and thank you for having me on your show i sincerely hope that what we've talked about today helps a larger community helps them in a much bigger way and uh, all the best to you field assist uh, keep doing well great 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 all the best you were listening to what the fmcg a podcast series from field assist subscribe to the podcast on www.fieldassist.com/podcast or find us on all the major podcast distribution platforms